Hello and welcome to Arena as we broadcast live from the Printworks in Dublin Castle to celebrate the launch of Tradfest Temple Bar 2023. This is Dervish! <laughs> Now there's the way to start your Monday evening and there's the way to start your first programme of the week and there's the way to start Treadfast, Treadfa Treadfest, <laughs> Temple Bar. That's not the way to start. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the way to finish it. Uh, Treadfest, Temple Bar 2023. Cathy, I mean, just the energy, what a bundle we have out there, first of all, the audience who did yeah, a great job in, in partaking there. Uh, what, what were we just listening to? That was a track from an album of ours called Trush in the Storm and it was known as Maggie's Lilt. A few, a few tunes there starting off with reels. I think one of them was written by John Carty, the great Roscommon, via London uh, mm. fiddle player. And, and the sheer energy that you were, that you were putting into that performance there is quite extraordinary. Um, there is something great about being back in front of the whole live audience situation oh, for this year, isn't there? There's absolutely nothing like it. I mean, this music wasn't made to be played alone in the comfort of your home with nobody watching. Uh, <laughs> it needs a, an audience, and that's where it gets its energy, is off an audience. And it's a kind of a, it's like a tennis match, a serve and return kind of a... Uh, we're both in it together, you know. Yeah, for sure, and, and you really could sense that off it there in that performance from, from all of you this evening. Um, I was listening recently, and indeed on the programme, last week we were playing off your, your 2019 album, The Great Irish Songbook. What a collection of people you got together for that. Brendan Gleeson was there, in fact, we, we, we prayed Brendan singing his song uh, during the week as well. Rhiannon Giddens was there, Imelda May, Steve Earle. Tell us what the idea behind that album was, and how you got those and lots of other people as well? Well, um, we all know we have a, um, an amazing store of songs in Ireland that goes back centuries. Um, some of them, you know, go back to the sixth century and uh, some of them are still been written. So everybody has knows an Irish song. So it's amazing when you put the net out and you cast the nets to see who wants to sing an Irish song and have and that have an Irish song in them. And mm. once we start asking the question, you know, would you be up for singing? Yeah, yeah. So um, it started with one or two that we got in the in the net. And then uh, after that, the process got easier. And did you put a bit of bait in the net? Yeah, as in, did you suggest a song or two to them or did they just come back with their own songs or how did that work? It, it varied. Uh, in some cases, we gave them the, the raw material to work with, um, maybe a demo version of what we thought might suit them. We, we sat down with our great producer, um, Graham Henderson, and, and he, with, with us, we dis, uh, decided what might suit each artist and... Uh, you know, to make it easier for them, I guess. And then in some cases, like in the case of David Gray, um, he just loved Andy Irvine's West Coast of Clare, and that's the song he wanted to do with no questions asked. And if he wants to do that, that's what we're going to do. And he did an absolutely beautiful job on it. 
Yeah, and, and when Brendan Gleeson came up, Brendan came up with his brother Barry. Was it a battle as to who was going to sing? Did they sing together? How did that work? Oh, we had a great day. They, they both came to Sligo and it was a wonderful afternoon of stories and yarns and crack and singing. And I think Barry is, is more of a professional singer. He does it, you know, mm. um, uh, he, he, uh, but Brendan... Um, yeah, took the leading role and he had a very strong idea on how he wanted to phrase it and you know it's the quintessential Dublin song the Rocky Road to Dublin yes yeah. sung by the quintessential Dubliner you know yeah. who could be a quintessential uh, Oscar nominee tomorrow yeah. night we're all very yeah. excited about that well that's also helped him along you know it's, uh, yeah. when he played on that record he kind of needed you know, the leg up oh so he, he, did. Yeah. he did he did he did you were happy to provide we're happy that. to help him yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um However, I mean, great album, 2019. It was the start of a great year. You'd been in a couple, you'd travel a couple of places with President Higgins, hadn't you? Latvia and Lithuania, places that like was that. was a little earlier, all right, but we were all gung-ho to um, travel the world with the Great Irish Songbook, and uh, we all know what happened then in 2020. We had to stick the boxes of CDs back under the bed uh, for a couple of years, and we were kind of just um, knocking the dust off them again this year. Mm. And it's great, it's great uh, to be playing the songs again, and uh, especially in Dublin on, on Thursday for yes. the Tradfest. Um, really looking forward. We have some stellar guests coming to sing uh, the you songs. You certainly have. Whatever, it was a stellar guest list already on the album itself, but um, for the concert this week, you'll have Ralph McTell. Yes, fantastic. Total, an yeah. absolute legend. Uh, Eddie yes. Reader, yeah. Cara Dillon, many more there as Tim well. Tim O'Brien, one of my favourites. Yeah, so... Um, and was yeah, it another, they, did, you, did you throw out the net again, or how did that work? Yeah, well, some of them um, have been, uh, we did a couple of shows before, so Karen and Eddie did some shows, but Ralph mm. and Tim are new. I think they were over for Tradfest, and we, we reached out, and, uh, and they, they answered the call. The answer was the correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they, they certainly did that. So, uh, will, you, will you just divide up the songs in different ways? Will it be this, uh, other songs, or will it be the ones that are on other the album? Other songs, uh, I mean, uh, there's, there's, you know, there's ten albums of great Irish songbooks, really, so. really and truly. I mean, that's just the tip of the iceberg. So, it's, if, it's an, if it's an Irish song at all, or has Irish connections, uh, we're happy to, to let people sing, sing them. So, it's a collection of uh, songs from the album, and... Uh, you know, I'd say Ralph McTell could be uh, persuaded to do uh, From Clare to Here, for instance. Yeah. Um, things like that. So, yeah, there'll be some surprises along the way, too. You're going to give us one that is on the album, I think, next to the Galway Show. We're That's right. Yeah. That's right. Well, Steve Earle sings it on the song, on, on the, on the album, songbook, yeah. but uh, he couldn't be here this evening, so we'll just have to do it ourselves. And uh, I know the audience here um, are in great voice as well, so, uh, and I know everyone will know the chorus. Even you, Sean? I might um, just stay by that it. microphone there. Yeah, but uh, if, given how I said Tradfest, you could be in for big trouble. <laughs> Start singing along, <laughs> couldn't you? Let's hear it then. Okay. Uh, Dervish and the Galway Shawl. One, two, three. One, two, three. Near or in
Dervish, Cathy Jordan and the audience here at the Printworks in Dublin Castle. What a wonderful rendition that was of the Galway Shawl. And Dervish presents the Great Irish Songbook with special guests Ralph McTell, Eddie Reader, Cara Dillon and many more. That's at the National Stadium on Thursday, January the 26th. That will be fun. Thanks very much to the lads for that. We will be back with more after this break. And welcome back to the Printworks in Dublin Castle and the launch of Tradfest Temple Bar 2023. And a premiere for the 2023 festival is Seabackle, Shanuckle. It's a kind of reimagining of traditional music for the modern age, combining archive samples, hip hop, electric beats, spoken word, jazz, R&B, soul and house. There's nothing else left to put into the mix, I guess. It's composed and performed by Belfort producer C. Backel, alongside a number of guest artists, including the man who's with me right now, Matt O. The event takes place at the Button Factory uh, this Friday evening, and we're going to start off with a track from Matt O. This is simply called Introduction. Stand in the mirror, do I really want to do this? Bare my chest and the rest up to my neck like I'm a nudist. I'm silent, anti-violent, keep the peace like I'm a Buddhist. Matto, and I think a tract in fact called Introducing rather one. than Introduction. Um, you're looking for a lot of things in that track, Matt. <laughs> I'm very greedy. I guess I'll get whatever I can take. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the sky's the limit, it would seem. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> to what extent, since that track is called Introducing, is it kind of a way of in introducing what you do and, and what you're about in terms of your, your spoken word stroke? Yeah, um, 100%. Singing. See, I. I usually I'm like a hip hop artist by day, um, so trying to like kind of figure out who I am and where my home is in terms of that genre of music um, is is like a funny one for me. Obviously, it's a black genre of music, so you want to make sure you're you're being authentic and being yourself. And I tried to introduce myself as best as I could. It's the opening track off my last EP for that, but uh, yeah, it's a fun one. And yeah, one of the big breaks I think for you, and I wonder to what extent it it kind of launched you into a whole new place was I never get off the bus, which people may remember. From, from normal people. Just explain how it came about that it became part of the series and what was your own reaction when you saw and heard it in place? Oh, we were chuffed to get that Sally Rooney check. Yeah, that was great. Uh, yeah, no, I think Sally Rooney, whoever was kind of the producers on that Netflix series, wanted Irish music in it. Um, and it was just serendipitous. We had a song out at the time that fit the kind of vibe of it. It ended up on all their Spotify playlists, then Cunnell put it on a playlist, and um, it really kind of kept us alive over COVID, to be honest, like it's putting my kids through college. Um, so yeah, it was great. And, and I mean, had you any, did you have any input into where it was going? Not did at you, all. I didn't even hear it. <laughs> so you didn't, you didn't see and hear it in place? No, no. They, had, they had two of our tracks on it. They had a different one called Men Are Trash as well. I heard that one in, I think it was episode five, but um, yeah, I had my family and everyone listening out for it. Some of them said they heard it. I, I didn't hear it. I don't know. Uh, okay. <laughs> However, you did make quite a bit of noise about a bar of chocolate recently. 
Yeah, yeah, someone's doing the research now, that's right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was, uh, my girlfriend was dealt a bum deal with a bar of uh, Cadbury's whole nut. There was one whole nut in the bar, shock horror, I hear you say. Ridiculous. So uh, I took to the streets about it, and I've caused an awful stir online, and now, uh, yeah, there's someone in Cadbury who's not a big fan of me. <laughs> uh, but it was actually just, were there, were there lots of nuts, but just one whole one? That was, was the... That was the real problem. Conveniently enough, there was just one staring at me, almost like, a, like an ominous threat from Big Cadbury, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> and in terms of, obviously, the type of influences that we're talking that you have in the samples that you had in there that go across all sorts of genres, where would you say what you do fits into a, a traditional music type of world? Yeah, it's a funny one, because like, I think I was brought up in that sense around traditional music and that kind of thing, and it's been like a massive part of my identity being around it. So it's kind of shaped some of the melodies we pick, some of the instrument we pick, but to be honest, it, it's, we kind of pick whatever we're listening to at the time. So it kind of flows in and out. But ta Anam Gwilich, er on kids, er on Ella, on Anarish. Anarish bene, yes, Gwilgar Mahin. So Anarish is a poem I've specifically written for Tradfest, and it's part of the thing we're doing on Friday in the Button Factory where it's um, hip hop beats with traditional Irish influence. And I wrote about kind of my experience as a modern Gwilg or someone who picked Irish up later in their life and then it became such a massive part of my cultural identity that I got. I kind of, it's like a shared mutual frustration amongst young Gwilgori that we almost didn't have this. We almost didn't have this big part of our identity and big part of our culture. And it is, it does cause kind of an angst, especially when it's your second language um, and it could have been your first. So that's what it's about. Right, so Anorish is a way of, is it a way of reclaiming the language? Is that kind of what you're at here? Somewhat, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, a rag lad. Gramahat. Honorish. Uh, oh, some some poets will like bring out like a iPad to look very fancy for the lyrics. I'm using my phone. No one judge me. Um, but yeah, we can um, we can whack away at that. Mastu, not Jasu. Oh, father B, that's Matsu. An Irish vernacular, that's spectacular. Getting fed like a fat you. Maradirter, Nivaya Lehedarishan. Matto, Matto, and on Arish. Augustus Sulagan, Gomeg de Lehed Arishan, Le Aron Martian, Gormila Mahagat. That's Matto. Uh, Matt will be performing this Friday. January the 27th at the Button Factory in Temple Bar. The event is called Sea Backle, Shanuckle, Bold Reimagining of Traditional Music for the Modern Age. Uh, it's the brainchild of Belfast producer Sea Backle, and Matt will be amongst a number of guests performing on the evening. Well, those of you sitting here uh, in front of us in the print works in Dublin Castle will know the piper who's sitting on the stage right now. The last time we spoke to Louise Mulcahy was when she was presenting an extraordinary T.G. Cahar documentary, Manon the Pib, examining the history of women pipers dating back to the 19th century. Louise is one of the foremost practitioners of the Ellen Pipes in the 21st century and has certainly done her bit to increase the profile of the instrument both with both audiences younger play and younger players across the board. This Saturday, January the 28th, Louise will join her sister, Michelle Mulcahy, along with composer Neil Martin, actor Stephen Ray, and poet Feli Speaks. It will be an intimate late afternoon event beginning at 4pm at the chapel in Swords Castle in County Dublin. The event 
is called Siocht, Shin and Tanamator, or Louise. Can you just breathe this and Shin, and how does it fit into the, the world of what the gig is? Shinnika Jirik, it was so lovely to be here, Sean, and to meet you in person, and good evening to all the audience as well. Uh, Siocht is the Irish word for mastery, uh, and when we were discussing a name for uh, the collaboration, we thought about mastery, mastery of poets and mastery of music. And I suppose if you go back uh, hundreds of years, even centuries, music and poetry have such a powerful connection, and in a way, uh, I suppose music Music really intensifies the emotion of the poem and the delivery of the poem. So we thought something like that might be really apt uh, for the performance. All right, you're going to uh, play a piece for us now, but I think even before you play this piece, I want you to tell me about the pipe sitting on your knee. Sure. I, are, these are a really, really special set of villain pipes. Um, and I, they were entrusted to me uh, in 2019 by the Nipibri in Dublin, the Society for Illum Pipers. They were once owned by the master piper, Lee Mufflin. Uh, and the sound of them, they're an incredibly beautiful instrument, really sweet, really mellow. And they're a flat set of pipes pitched in the key of B, made by Alain Fremont about 35, uh, 40 years ago. And of course, many of uh, your listeners and many of the audience, and even indeed yourself, Sean, will remember the sound of them from the Piper's Call album, but also several broadcasts and his work with Seamus Heaney yeah. uh, in The Poet and the Piper. Yeah, and I suppose suitable that they're the pipes you're, you're playing, given the, the event that you're involved in. And on the time, and uh, a beautiful slow air. Um, and of course, the Irish traditional music landscape has, tra- has changed so much over the last number of years. We've lost many friends, um, but I know they're celebrating. They're on another journey somewhere else. Um, and pl- I'm sure the tunes are flying, but uh, last week we lost the great Seamus Begley. Um, and going back 12 months, we nearly... T- over um, 68 months ago, we lost the great Mick Maloney, who I was reminded, I remembered when I came here, he p- performed uh, the homecoming um, at the Temple Bar Tradfest, and indeed both gentlemen really loved the Temple Bar Tradfest, so I thought it would be really lovely to honour them tonight and to remember them and play it in their memory. Well, Colleen, the Louise Mulcahy there and uh, Colleen Nagruiga. I, I don't know about you, uh, Louise, but even listening to that is, is a very emotional experience. Those people who were lost, particularly in recent times. There must be an incredible, you know, the, the idea that music is handed down from generation to generation and you learn it at the, at the, the knees of the, of the masters. But to hold the pipes of a master like that and then to play a tune like that, What's the feeling around that? I think the Illum pipes are such a living instrument, and when you strap on somebody else's legacy, the legacy that Lee Flynn 
left. I mean, it's just an incredibly moving experience and it moves me every time I, I put on the Ellen Pipes. It's an incredible honour to be able to continue the voice um, of Liam's instrument and how selfless uh, to donate his uh, instruments and ensure that they were continued and continued to sound. But it does, it moves me on multiple levels. And I suppose in a way, Liam's legacy inspires me on multiple levels as well. So when you put the two together mm. and you play a slow air and especially with the emotional intensity of airs, uh, they really um, bring the emotion from the toes, I think. Yeah, well, it certainly was there in, <laughs> in that performance that you just gave us. Now, you won the, um, the, the Liam O'Flynn Award, and was, was the pipes part of that award, or what was that? Was that a different thing? Well, the Liam O'Flynn Award is in honour and memory of Liam mm. O'Flynn, and it's from the Arts Council of Ireland and the National Concert Hall. And it's a, uh, an award which allows you time and space uh, to create new music and then to perform it at the National Concert Hall as well. So it was really an incredible opportunity. I had a wonderful year this year uh, performing um, with the incredible team uh, at the National Concert Hall in various formats. So uh, in one format with the, the orchestra, another format solo. And then I had the great uh, honour of collaborating for one of the first times with the Warrystrung harp and the Neo-Celtic um, harp as well. And so to bring back two UNESCO instruments, the Ilum pipes and um, the harps, that was really uh, moving on so many ways and I suppose Michelle, my sister, collaborated with me on it and Paul Dooley um, and really to bring back that ancient sound of Ireland uh, and to connect right back into those instruments uh, really was something special. And you also won the Arts Council's uh, Markovich Award in 2021 and I think the name there might give us a, a sense of what that award's about. That's right, that was an incredible um, experience as well and huge thanks to the National Con or the um, Arts Council of Ireland for that, that award. It allowed me to research um, and to document um, the work is ongoing um, and I suppose it's really all about those pioneering women, those women uh, from the decade of centenaries. You are heading out on quite a bit of travel I think in, in the coming year internationally. Is there, is there a big interest in the pipes on the international stage? It's really amazing. So many people gravitate towards the sound of the instrument and I think if you look back to the, again to the legacy Liam uh, O'Flynn left, often for many people he was the first time that they heard the Ilum pipes abroad uh, and of course Paddy Maloney as well mm. and they really elevated the status of the instrument to new platforms around the world and from that uh, many of the people that I've met will often mention Liam and Paddy Maloney and say that they connected with the instrument in that way. So that's something really beautiful and to think that the instrument is growing in popularity worldwide is something very precious. You are going to play a, a second piece for us. Are you, are you I'm go going to play a selection of reels on the pipes this time. I, I, the first one is the tune called The Humours of Carrie Geholt, um, and Lee Mufflin recorded this tune. Um, and actually, I recently uh, I was cleaning out an old pipes case that I had in storage, and under the lining of the pipes case, I found uh, a small slip of paper which was advertising a workshop that Lee Mufflin gave in 1998 in the Pipers Club in Dublin. And I couldn't believe it. And you're 21 years later, and I, I would never have imagined at that point, um, Liam brought in these pipes on the day and actually taught the tune that I'm, I'm going to play now. So that was really something special to discover uh, during the week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, having the pipes is one thing, but that adds yet another layer. Another layer. Another layer of legacy yeah. to it. The second one is Winter's Apples, a great tune. Leo Rousen, of course, Leo Rousen, Leo Rousen was instrumental here in Dublin in promoting the Ellen Pipes, making and teaching and performing. Um, and what a legacy he's left also. So I play that in honour of um, Leo and the last one is uh, the Mary Blacksmith um, a tune which was um, recorded by Planksty. All right. Thank you so much. Louise Mulcahy. <laughs>
Louise Mulcahy there, and Louise will perform at the Chapel in Swords Castle this Saturday, January the 28th, late afternoon, early evening show, doors at 3.30pm, concert starts at 4pm. She'll be there along with her sister, as Louise told us, composer Neil Martin, actor Stephen Ray, and spoken word artist Feli Speaks. We'll be back with more after this break. And welcome back to the Printworks in Dublin Castle. Leila Jane is a Dublin-based singer-songwriter, released her debut EP, Decision Maker, in 2017. First love was the blues, but she has moved towards pop since a first-class degree in modern music and a prestigious scholarship bestowed on her by Imelda May. Leila Jane is one of six semi-finalists for this year's Eurosong with her song, Wild. She's in illustrious company, as I'm sure you know, competing alongside John Lydon of the Sex Pistols for the chance to represent Ireland in Dublin at Eurovision 2023. This is the song that she's putting forward. It's called Wild. Talking to the moon alone I'm on my own On my own Leila Jane with her song Wild and uh, that's the song that she would be using as her semi-final bid to represent Ireland in the Eurovision. I think the audience out here will be voting for that song somehow or other, Leila Jane. Yeah. Um, I, lo I love the story of, of how it came about. And it's, it's a co-write, really, isn't it, between yourself and tell us the other person involved. Yes, yeah, so um, in about September, Liz Heinler, who's an Estonian songwriter, got in touch with me like just on Instagram, asking if I would be interested in sort of collaborate, collaborating on this song. And um, she'd seen me on the Dublin City Today busking YouTube channel, and that's how she found out about me. And um, for some reason, she thought that I would be the best person to like sing the song and, and did, did you actually meet up or did you do a lot of the work together just online and uh, across the the internet initially yeah it was just across the internet and i managed to get the vocals recorded here to send over there so that we could submit the application form um and i just sort of forgot about it and then in december i got the phone call from rt saying that i was one of the six finalists and so then it was we wanted to make the recording as good as possible, mm. so I flew over to Helsinki because the producer is from Helsinki, is from Finland, and um, we we made the recording. So I got to meet them in the end. Mm. And while you're while you're Dublin based, you your your, your mum and dad are up in Donegal. What was their reaction to to all of that? Yeah, it was. It felt very satisfying to be able to tell them, hey, like because I went there at Christmas time, and so I was able to tell them in person and. Um, because my dad's always secretly been obsessed with the Eurovision. And, and so. It's not a secret anymore, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> um, was there much music at home? Um, yeah, I mean, both my parents are a very kind of, they'd always have records playing like in the house and um, I'm an only child so I was just sort of like 
had a lot of their musical tastes as a young child and it would have been like Van Morrison and David Gray and Tracy, Tracy Chapman, well, that my mum would play and my dad was in a lot of Irish traditional bands uh, playing right. the fiddle and stuff. Right. So You have a second song for us, what are you going to do? Yes, I'm going to sing a song called Joe. It's one of my own songs that I released um, a couple of years ago now, but it was the first song that I kind of made a proper music video for. Um, and it's just about the catharsis of going to a gig and uh, feeling like it kind of let, um, heals all your, all your stuff. <laughs> all right. Leila Jane with Joe. Thanks. all I need I can't put one foot in front of the other You ran out of beer so left swiftly Leila Jane there with her song Joe and Leila Jane plays the Fleet Hotel in Temple Bar at 6 p.m. this Wednesday, 25th of January, and indeed for full details of that and everything happening, all of the acts that you've heard already this evening, at tradfesttemplebar.com. We're going to say goodbye to our radio audience very shortly indeed. Uh, I'll be back in Studio 7 as usual tomorrow night, but there's a big treat in store for them on Wednesday evening. Before we head off for tonight from them, let, let me say thanks to everybody involved this evening, all of the artists, Martin and Claudine and the entire team at Tradfest, uh, Kira Davy here at the Printworks and our RTE sound crew of Damien Chanel, Damien Gavigan and Gar Duffy, uh, the entire arena team who are here with us this evening and the broadcast was produced by Olin McGowan. Back with you in the arena studio as I said tomorrow night at 7. Second part of the concert will be broadcast on Wednesday evening. Stay tuned to that. But for those of you listening at home, Fake No Brainin will be with you after the 8 o'clock news. <laughs>